They say the best things in life are free, but that's not true. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and give us your goddamn money. This week on the BAMFCast, you have two choices, duck or bleed. One star, weary. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! BAMFCast! Episode 426. Wow, blazing. Whoa. The numbers are so high. Yeah. So are we. No. no. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here Banffcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They go into five jocks and robot jocks. Robot, robot jocks. jocks. All right. However, there are bad bad movies. This is stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags is in giant bags of trash. Garbage. Aboo. Blah. Blit. Dumpster filler. Um, so, sometime back we watched, uh, what movies was it? Shake- 1988's Shakedown. Shakedown, yeah, we watched yes. Shakedown. You're busted. And uh, it featured some, uh, you know, scenes from another movie. Yeah, some fellows in a grindhouse theater yeah. were watching this film. Yeah, uh, 1982's The Soldier, mm-hmm. also by one James Glickenhouse. Yeah. So, we're watching The Soldier. Yeah, from James Glickenhouse. Because in that movie, we were like, "That movie looks rad. We should watch that." Yeah, um, what a mistake! <laughs> hey, hey, no editorializing at the at the top. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, too late. Uh, hey, um, let's get a, a quick plot summary for this here thing out of the way and talk about it. I guess. Okay. Talk about it, talk about Terrorists it, talk about it. steal a plutonium bomb and threaten to detonate it in a Saudi Arabian oil field. A special anti-terrorist unit is sent in to stop them. To stop them. Mm, kind of. Sure. Sure. I guess you could argue that's what the movie's about. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, let's do it. Let's get the cast out of the way. All right. All right. Ken Wall. Yeah. Is the titular soldier. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, from the taking of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Which we were like, man, Ken Wall's awesome. Yeah. Why have we not watched more Ken Wall? Well, now he's about 50%. Mm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of watching more of someone, mm-hmm. Steve James makes his 10th FAMCAST appearance. That's insane. It's awesome. It is that we've seen 10 Steve James movies. Yeah, he probably has the best line and best scene in this movie. He does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise, it's a whole lot of that dude type people. Mm-hmm. Like, like, really, there's no other Bamcast alums, but there's, like, Alberta Watson, who's was in Hackers in 24. Yeah. Um, she was Aaron Driscoll. I guess William Prince was in Shakedown and The Taking of Beverly Hills. He's the link. Yes, the, the link. <laughs> yes. He was I, the president. He was the pre- the president, as yes. he's billed. There's a lot of, like, the. Like, like Ken Wall's character is never named. He's just called The Soldier. Mm-hmm. And Steve James is part of his squad, which is called The Soldier's Force. Yeah. And the other guys, including Joaquim de Almeida, who not He's a, a not child a Bamcast movie, yeah, not a Bamcast. He doesn't even have a line either. I don't think he speaks. He says, "I'm in." Okay, when they're yeah, 
oh, going right. down the line. Like that's his only line of dialogue. I wow. feel as though he's yeah, like but... an unofficial member of the Banff cast, though, due to his uh, yeah, yeah, being in Fast, Fast Five. Five. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But yeah, that dude. If you need a drug lord, he is the drug lord mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Peter Hooten. Yeah. I guess he is a Bamcast alum from Doctor Strange. He's Doctor Strange. From that Doctor Strange. Right. The one we watched. <laughs> right. TV's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. The Hoots. Yeah. As in not the one you know, with Archer's mom. As in not the one with Ben a Dragon Cumbers Maug. No. Yes. <laughs> no. The one with Jessica Walter. <laughs> yes. That's bad. It was I don't know. I I've literally forgotten everything about that. It was all right. Yeah. No, it's not. It was. It's, it was a wizard. He was a wizard. He did, he did he some did wizard, wizard thing. Wizard handing. Don't call him a wizard. <laughs> he is a sorcerer. Wizard handing. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was during Wizard Month. It was. Yeah. No. No. That that was that was, was the, the, our, our Banff cast theme month. Yeah. Before Marvel. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. I think that was leading about presents. standards trilogy. <laughs> I think I think that was uh, before leading up to the Avengers. Yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, See that was we, a long time ago. We mm-hmm. did the Nick Fury movie and yep. starring the Hasselhoff. <laughs> that one was I think one of the Train. Captain America movies. Oh, no, we did that with the Super Soldier. Well, no, I don't remember how the fuck Man, we did Man, I don't even remember which one we watched. I don't what the third one was. Yeah, I think we watched the 1991 first. We, and, and then we went back into the Was it other. The Punisher? Yes, it was. Wow. Yeah. That was so long ago. Because that one was all right. That one's <laughs> not just all right. The Punisher is fucking awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike the soldier. Yeah. yeah. Which you could tell we're avoiding talking about. Well, but, I mean, we, you should also I mention mean, that James Glick in the house. Well, we did. He is yeah. a Banff cast alum. Mm-hmm. The Glick. The Glick. <laughs> yeah. From is Mc, in the house. McBain. Yeah. Not and, the McBain you would want it to be. No. And, no. and Shakedown. Right. Yeah, Shakedown. Yeah. And this one does not feel like either of those movies. Feels a little bit like McBain. McBain Somewhat, was boring. The, it's weird. This was 1982. Mm-hmm. For so long in the first half of this movie, I got a Dawn of the Dead vibe. Like it is very much like if you had George Romero in Dawn of the Dead mode and mm-hmm. said, "I want you to make a James Bond movie." Kinda. Yeah. This is this kind of feels like what you'd get. It's because shots linger forever, mm-hmm. and it's got that kind of droning electronic score. Yeah. This one's by Tangerine Dream. Mm-hmm. It, it's just got that kind of pulsating, just kind of like drone sound. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. of, I think of anything, its biggest sin is that it it's so uneven. Like the opening scene is like, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be all right here. This is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the very very first scene is like Philadelphia five forty five a.m. <laughs> and a and a limousine is driving down a completely empty street. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of people on the sidewalk and. A lady is pushing a classic, you know, baby carriage across the street. Has there ever been a scene in a movie where a baby carriage going in front of a moving car where nobody else is in the street has ever resulted in just someone being stupid and pushing the thing out and not attempting to murder someone? No. I, I don't know. I, I mean. Dot Tumblr dot com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. But yes, this, yeah. this, it, this, it this just, card. It, it should. I want to know if that's a trope that. Well, I will say, like, most of the time in a movie, you would get, okay, the car sort of swerves and plows into the baby carriage, and then it's, like, mm-hmm. full of cans or whatever yep. dumb shit. But this time, it's just like, nope, murder the baby carriage and the lady that was pushing it. All yeah. the people on the side of the street are like, what? No. And go running out and check on her, and she's obviously dead. 
and then it's like oh hey there was a gun in the baby carriage mm-hmm. and everyone else is opening up like lunch pails and purses and things like that and pulling out guns and our soldier force is just over to the side and just machine guns them down like yeah. limo's gone limo's just like hey fuck that shit mm-hmm. i'm out of here and the soldier force murders these people standing they there, were like, in on it mm-hmm. for sure like they're just standing there like pulling it, out what you mean the soldier force or yeah, the people the yeah, soldier just, force this the entire way this is staged made it seem like this was going to be some sort of training thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it just it but just because they are literally just standing on the steps of some memorial or something just waiting to open it's not like they arrive or appear they're just there mm-hmm. and the streets are literally empty like yeah. there is nothing anywhere except no whatever's happening here yeah mm-hmm yeah, which but, is them graphically machine gunning down people yeah, and then, with Dawn of the Dead style squibs coming out of them. Yeah, yeah. and then they just grab up the bodies, grab a actual old school fire, uh, uh, water fire extinguisher, hose off the blood, throw them in a, in a copter that lands, and just get the fuck out of there. And then it's like opening credits, you know, which are like a weird. It's like if if you let a f- uh, first year film student like try to make sort of like uh, um, the fuck is is it. Bernard Herman, the mm-hmm. yeah, like that ma- yeah. mixed with like the all the presidents, presidents men, kind of thing going on, like and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of Saul Bass. Saul Bass, yeah, yes, Saul sorry, Bass, yeah, yeah, Bern- yeah, he's the music guy, yeah, for most of those movies, but yes, Saul Bass. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's just like hammer and sickle and America flag and right. star and but it's doing words like the, it's doing that it's, it's doing that all the presidents men like you know you know yeah. like. You know, pictures are cut up mm-hmm. and they're like dropping yeah. onto the screen. Government denies knowledge. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but then it's right to like the smarmiest, like most chill Russian dude. Just like teaching a class. Yeah, we 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 were lazy and this soldier got the best of us. And yeah, if you what's the first rule about pushing a baby carriage across the street, yeah. push it way out in front of you in case they decide not to stop. Yeah. Where did this agent go wrong? Huh? <laughs> but yeah, but he holds up a picture, a, a publicity shot of Ken Wool and is like, memorize this face. He is the soldier. Mm-hmm. That is his name. The soldier. Yeah, and he's like, he has stopped reporting into the CIA, which makes him even more dangerous. <laughs> he's doing things, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but from here, I guess this guy is suddenly in the United States. Because oh, not suddenly. He gets off a tanker onto okay, a little yes. boat. Little boat goes all the way up to the the dock. Docks yeah. at the dock. They get off the boat. Yeah, we th- get to see the entire process of this. Yeah, it's like this movie doesn't waste a single shot of footage. It is just yes, it does. Use well. <laughs> It, it, everything it, they it shot footage. is in the final cut true. yeah true that is except true. for the sex scene later which they decided to just get away from that immediately but yeah, yeah so we watched the entire process of them arriving mm-hmm. and then they are waiting for this truck to come by because we mm-hmm. watched this truck come out of a facility with a giant silo on it that says m nuclear yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's em nuclear yeah but. so we watched them put that on the truck and then they open the gate and then they drive through the gate and then dudes jump on a car and then they close the gate and the cars go after it. it's like we get it you're establishing the fuck out of things we don't need established and then we watch this thing drive over a hill and yeah down a ways and then there's just a guy standing there with a rocket launcher mm-hmm. and and they're like 
oh no, mayday, mayday, and then just, but they don't even bother to show the rocket going towards the car. It's just like, cut to a close-up of car and explosion. I just appreciate that their call is to the local sheriff. Yeah. This is the military transporting nuclear material. Yeah. Well, but it's it was, just, and they call it, the local sheriff. It was probably just an open line. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I mean, it's a CB. It's not like, you know, they made a call. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well. Yes, this there's a sheriff sitting there like, gosh, I better go. And then get, get, and goes. Yeah. And then, but yes, they've blown up the lead car, then shot the truck, which just conveniently blows up and separates from the trailer that was hauling the nuclear thing. It seems like this is a tactical mission that they're just using a sledgehammer to do. Yeah. And it's just like well, they also never deal with the they, they never establish what happens to the follow car. Because there was there was a car in front and a car in back. Yeah, they you never. See it, you see it in the aftermath. Yeah, you it's never. Just, they never bother inserting yeah. a shot of like, yeah, we took out that car too. But these dudes just, you know, they've blown up everything. You know, a couple soldiers get out and take it to Burning Man onto the yeah, ground, right. and then they just pull up and it's like, do 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 do. We'll just take our time. Like, put gloves on. Put gloves on. Climb up this silo, sort of silo thing. Pull out nuclear waste. Then the sheriff comes up and is like, Hey, hey you son of a bitch, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, get, keep in mind get down here. <laughs> there are two exploded cars. Mm-hmm. There are charred human remains that he's standing next to. And he's like, hey, what are you guys doing <laughs> what here? What are you guys doing? <laughs> and yeah, lead. No problem here, officer. Yeah. Lead, lead, you know, <laughs> spy teacher guy, whatever, is just like, no problem here. You know, I am Travis Sickle. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like. I will raise my hand slowly yeah. and not suspiciously. Right. And Except he I has, have a. He has a shotgun. Yeah. A sawed off shotgun in his sleeve. Yep. Yes. Which Blows after the- he blows away the sheriff. They take time to show us how he reloads it and mm-hmm. how he basically uses like the rubber band or whatever that's around the trigger so that he can flex it. Mm-hmm. He meticulously which never comes back. Nope. You don't yeah. have a shot, a shot like that of showing how he does all this. Nope. No, this guy's barely even a, in, ever in the movie again. I mean, like yeah. he shows up a little bit later, He's but in, like I mean, and this guy is the villain. This is the lead villain of mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. And he is maybe in three more scenes, two of which are him standing in front of the biggest dot matrix printer you've ever mm-hmm, seen, mm-hmm. waiting for a fax yeah. that just says the soldier is here. On yeah. It. <laughs> but yeah, they they this is how they steal the plutonium for mm-hmm. the bomb. Yes. Cut to middle of the desert, Saudi Arabia, and a long prolonged sequence of truck pulls up with an actual oil barrel or no, a fake mm-hmm. uh, bomb in an oil barrel. Mm hmm. Puts it into a stack of oil barrels, takes a real oil barrel, puts it in the back of the truck. But, I mean, they set the bomb with, like, a water heater timer and all this shit. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, okay. Yep. And uh, then we go to Israel, where they have received the letter from the terrorists, Mm -hmm. which is just basically, we're going to blow up the pipeline and 50% of the world's oil is gone. Just like that. 300 years. We're going to blow it up. And the the demands are you guys need to leave the West Bank, mm-hmm. and we won't blow it up. Yep. Yeah, we have ninety. You have ninety six hours to comply. Yep. And this whole scene is all right. I will only remark on this because there is one weird shot that, or the final shot is very weird because the whole scene is is basically like on as you said, basically on a lazy susan in the middle of this boardroom table. Yeah. It's just a round boardroom table, and it's just going around, and everyone's giving their take about what's happening. And they cut to the Mossad agent who's in the rest of this movie, and her take is just like something, something, and then they go away from her. But when they come back around. There is a dude that almost looks like he is her chair. Like they they were so close that it looks like she's sitting in his lap. It was like they were playing musical chairs and that dude sat down and she was like, "Hey." <laughs> and she's kind of sitting on in his lap like, 
God damn it. Yeah, but it's, it's just weird because like this guy was not in the shot yeah, and then they come back around and this guy's like uncomfortably close to her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who are you and where were you in the mm-hmm. last go round? But anyway. But guess what? That doesn't mean anything it, it, at all either. It doesn't either. <laughs> no. So anyway. All it does is halfway introduce her. Sort of. Sort of yeah. Yes. It, it introduces her as the lady that's in this movie mm-hmm. because after this, aside from, so there's a scene, there's an interrogation scene, which fuck if I even know what this is about, but I, I don't either. No. They just, they've got informant guy who is informant guy in every movie. Like he, this guy somehow made a career out of being that guy. And mm-hmm. they are just, he is sitting at a table nervously eating soup and they literally drag this other dude in who has this weird, like Geico caveman, makeup job on and we're looking like what is the deal with this guy like yeah. what proto Klingon is he mm-hmm. and they string him up in this interrogation room and she's like is this him and the guy eating soup is like uh, I don't know and so she points a gun at him asking if it's him and then he nervously kind of says yes and then she turns around and shoots that guy in the head and, and we're like it, oh okay well that's why I had weird forehead because yeah. it's like a you know it's a really bad forehead squib because it's it doesn't jelloey and weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it's not and, it's not brainy or bloody. It's like the back of the squib. The yeah. thing protecting mm-hmm. his actual head is like what you can see in a close up. And it's like Blu-ray didn't do this movie any favors. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like, OK, you owe us two more terrorists here. Are a bunch of glamour shots mm-hmm. of the terrorists <laughs> in the area that we know. They, yeah. yeah, I do love that. They all uh, like, you know, it's all, all their professional. It's all their headshots. Head all yeah. of the Taliban yeah. went down to the ball and hit, hit glamour shots. Here's my work on the back. This is my good side. Do not <laughs> capture this side. I will, and I will murder you. She's just like, OK, you owe us two more. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll be back. And then she just goes in the other room and it's the dude who just got shot and he peels off all the prosthetics. And she's like, you're the best double agent we've ever had. And, and was that Ken Wall? No. It was just a dude. None of that mattered. I am so confused. None of it mattered. Didn't matter. It just basically all it meant was here's a lady and she's on the case. I thought it was Ken Wall. Nope. Nope. Okay. No, because Ken Wall is absent from this movie forever. Yeah. Are we sure it wasn't Ken Wall? Because I'm a night. Yeah. Yes. A thousand percent. Okay. No, because I mean, it kind of would explain why he has some relationship with Israel. No, because she knows she's introduced to him later in the movie. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I get we're probably about forty minutes into this movie at this yeah, point, and the lot. soldier has been in one scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. well, okay, no. So there's his boss, the head of the CIA. He reports to the head of the CIA, and that's it. No mm-hmm. one knows this guy exists other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, someone is listening to their conversations, and the CIA guy is like, "Okay, here's the deal. Something's going on. You need to go figure it out." And Ken Wall's like. Well, I need. To, I just need to go to Russia because they're behind it. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "Not on my watch." Well, you can't do that. But however, an important Russian dude is, yeah. is having a vacation in Austria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to the ski resort and go meet him? Yep. And Ken Wall's like, "Okay, sweet." So, meanwhile, another dude is f- meticulously filling up a light bulb with joy and you know, like liquid dish soap joy and, <laughs> and gasoline. And this goes on for five straight minutes of mm-hmm. him building this light bulb bomb. They show the entire sequence yes. of everything he does. And then him putting on a he's in a maid's outfit and then he comes in and replaces the light bulb in the CIA dude's desk mm-hmm. to be paid off later. Like 20 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Ken Wall goes to Austria and just parks in the middle of ski town and gets on a 
gets on a he starts following Klaus Kinski. Yeah, and they both get in a tram ski lift thing and go up, and we watch the whole goddamn thing. Well, it's, it's to be fair, it's like a uh, cable car, not a traditional okay. a ski lift. Is different, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a cable car. Yeah, they all get in it or a gondola they go, if you prefer. They go entirely the entire way, just all the way up. Mm-hmm. We watch the whole thing. They get to the top, and then he just kind of him and Klaus Kinski go off and start having a discussion about, you know, hey, it's the Russians. What do you know about it? And he's like, I don't know. Get in that little tiny cable car. Yeah, I guess this is what takes you up to like the, the K-12. Sure. Or yeah, I don't know. Like, So Ken Wall gets in it. and Klaus Kinski just goes over to the controls. It's just like, see ya. And turns it on. Yeah. And he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey bro. <laughs> I came all the way here to meet you. And yeah. So he just starts going up the mountain and then Klaus Kinski turns off the controls and skedaddles out of the movie entirely. Yeah, because cut Forever. to dudes on the mountainside loading up a fucking rocket launcher. Yep. And they they and, yeah, Ken, Ken Wall Wall sees it. Ken and Wall, is like, oh, yeah, shit. Well, Ken Wall knows he's trapped, so he pun- he's already punched out the glass yeah. and is opening the door mm-hmm. as he sees, fuck, I'm going to become Rocket Man. And takes a dive out of this gondola. Yep. Mm-hmm just as it blows up like this stunt man the timing perilously on it. Yeah. close Girl, to you death. in danger yeah yes yeah perilously close to death yep because this guy jumps out like literally as it explodes so i don't know if like he had the trigger or if or if some asshole like hit the trigger wrong mm-hmm. but <laughs> this dude almost got blown up yep i mean it's so close i bet he probably just had like a wire tied to him it was like jump out and it will immediately explode you know mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah like a parachute ripcord. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Because it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's like, hey, wait, movie's coming alive. Yeah, here we go. Because we, we knew when he was in the snow, we're like, mm-hmm. we saw this, this scene is in the... what we saw. <laughs> yeah. Shake down. Yeah. yeah. So he straps on his skis and just takes... He's just like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he takes off and two henchmen chase off after him. And this becomes and for a while, 20 minutes of Winter Olympics. Yeah. yeah, and for a while, they're just straight skiing. Like, they're not yeah. like... They're just it's a pursuit and, a, and a, an escape. Yes, there are no guns until like they get down close to population. And then it's like, it, well, one dude eats it like they, they jump over a road where a snowplow is going by. And one dude just I wasn't ready for stunting. And he just falls oh, and tumbles and that dies. Stunt that stuntman got it. hurt. Yeah. Yes. The other one is like, oh, my buddy's gone. I guess I have a gun. I yeah. should probably use it and start shooting. And like to which. Austrians, I, I don't know what the fuck's been going on in Austria, but they don't give a shit. They're super chill. They've seen they, it all. <laughs> no one scattered like when the when the lift blew up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could have been a good ways up because they did ski for a really long time. But yeah. like this dude's just straight shooting and everyone's just like, huh? Yeah. What, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get to. OK, so there's like a little outdoor cafe area and there's clearly a, a point where it's it's a jump, basically. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. So. Guy is shooting at Ken Wall. Ken Wall hits the jump, pulls out his gun, and as he's stunting around backwards, starts shooting the guy, lights that guy up. Yeah, because he has a machine gun Mm -hmm. in his jacket. In his jacket. He has chosen not to use it until now. Right. But yes, he shoots this guy seven or eight times in Mm -hmm. midair. Ken Wall lands safely and continues to ski on. Mm Mm-hmm. This the de- the now dead man lands into someone's breakfast. Yep, and they're just like, "Well, 
this is inconvenient. Well, I, I hope know. I get a refund well, on considering this. Considering they keep going to shots of, I guess, the guy who runs the, the Frankfurter stand there or whatever. Because he's just, like, he doesn't even have, like, it's a, a Vienna sausage. Whatever it is, man. But he just has this look on his face that's just, like... It's it's the weirdest look because he's not like yeah. holy shit you just shot that guy it's not like that it's like I can't and believe it's not this like, keeps happening and it's not like <laughs> god damn it you just destroyed my my breakfast with a dead man yeah it's just kind of like huh yeah you know it's it's all poor reaction shots because- yeah it's kind of like the look you'd give if like a couple was arguing in the table next to you you'd be like huh that's unfortunate I don't right? know if I should look over there man yeah. glad I'm not them yeah yeah. Like, like, that is the look this guy keeps giving, despite the fact that a man has just been machine gunned to death mm-hmm. and landed in his cafe. Yeah. Yes. To which that guy, like, Ken Wall is me, like, all right, tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And he starts to say something that I don't think ever pays off either, because he's like, it's. Oh, he says it's us. It was it, us. He's like, we did it. The Russians did it. Yeah. But he's not saying any of this in a Russian accent. Mm-hmm. No. He's oh, not. no. Because I was like, wait a minute. Is this like, is he saying? I know. It's it, us. It's, Ken Wall, it, yeah. the Americans are doing this? No, but it was the implication is, is that he's like, yeah, it's the Russians. Are doing I know this. we're behind. Yeah, it says just, the Russians. I don't know where the bomb is, though. Yeah, but none of the Russians. And in now this I'm dead. Have a Russian accent. They just no. sound like dipshits. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just yeah. they're just snotty. Just. Meh. But uh, as you said, Klaus Kinski, he disappears. Like yeah, he's, he's not. That's he, it. He's gone. Like he, you think Klaus Kinski being in this movie is the main villain of the movie. Nope. He's not. That's no. it. He's out. Yeah. He showed up in this one. He thing. showed up mm-hmm. in his tight little ski pants and yeah. then. Got his free sandwich and, and fucked off. He didn't even ski. No, no, he so can't. Klaus, Klaus cannot can't ski. ski. Yeah, no. Klaus can't ski. <laughs> yeah. So uh, from here, yep. Kenwold decides he has to report back in. I guess he goes to Berlin. Okay. Yes, he goes to Berlin. He goes to the. Em- he sneaks into the embassy yeah, in Berlin. He basically breaks into the U.S. embassy, which is a weird tactic. Like you could show up and be like, "Hey, I'm an American. I'm an American, <laughs> and I." need to talk to somebody in charge and then be like, yo, CIA, I need yeah. to, I need a line. But no, he holds the communications guy at gunpoint and is like, I need to talk to the CIA. Fucking stupid. Like, and he's like, this he's guy's like, got a murder boner for him for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This communication guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I'm legit. I'm a special agent. I'm, I, I need to call up into the CIA, mm-hmm. which he, he does. does. And the, the guy has triggered the silent alarm, of course, but immediately the, triggers a silent alarm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, so it was a knee jerk reaction. <laughs> I like that. So his boss has shown up at his office at whatever the hell time it is yeah. in the East Coast and immediately calls like the computer center to find out what time it is in Austria. And then here's what time it is in Austria. And then yeah. just undoes his tie and kicks back. It was manual yeah. Siri. He had, he's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, 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 lady, hey, lady. <laughs> What time is it here? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And he's also teased turning on his lamp like several times. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah. And he's like, yeah, I'm a little yeah, tired. Like, yeah. Take a little nappy poo here. Someone's uh. listening to something Hitchcock told people <laughs> about putting a bomb under the t- under the chair. Because, yeah. man, they dance around that fucking light yeah. for a while until Ken Wall's finally like, let me give you the information I need to give you. Yeah. And the guy's like, let me get a pen. Yeah, just about the time he's like, look, I'm because cards have busted in to be yeah. like, look, I'm a spy. I'm talking to the head of the CIA. Yeah. And about that time is when he takes the phone away. It's just so he doesn't hear his. Would you hear your friend blow up? I mean, like, I don't know how with the phone, would the phone melt before it gets to the 
the guy, I mean? the guy later said the line was dead. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, would you actually you, hear the explosion or would it just be so annoying? Uh, yeah, but in the, the 80s line. international calls, you it, probably heard weird noises. Well, it was the just a, it was just gasoline and a light bulb. It's yeah. not like it's going to be a huge. Ex- I mean, it's a very fiery. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, much it's like not going to be a huge yeah. explosion, yeah. but it goes off so. in your face. Yeah, yeah there's the going to be some noise yeah. and probably screaming. Yeah. He reached out and torched someone. Ah. That is a good one. <laughs> but yeah. yes, he, but he burnings the, man's a while yeah, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And then like, the dude's like, hey, there's nobody there. And then he's like, and, the, and then they're just like, get him. Mm-hmm. To which he's just like, uh, yeah, the guy goes, you're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. To which Ken Mole's like, God damn it. Yeah. And defenestrates himself out a window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jumps and, off of a roof and it lands in the bushes. Oh. I know that stuntman landed on a pad, but just yeah. the, the way that he came down, like if you're buying into movie magic, you see the stuntman go prone, like lay flat, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, <laughs> Ken Wall just landed back first after yeah. jumping three stories down. Yeah, um, I, but- I do like, though, that getting out, he hops the, uh, the broad iron <laughs> fence, and he just like nonchalantly puts the machine gun, like hooks it onto yeah. one of the onto one of the spikes. And just casually retrieves it after hopping over it. There, there's just, it's hard to describe, but the way that he does it is it's just, rather dainty. It's yeah. chill. It's mm-hmm. just so like, it's just like my gun. All right, all right let's man. go. Yeah. And he, I don't know, steals a car. The, the car guess. just, he just gets in it and goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might have shown up in it. I may have shown up. I don't, I don't oh, yeah. know. I mean, but yes, they have a slight car chase to which he ends up using the local police as like a distraction mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit because like, he just waits. He's sitting at a traffic light, and then, for whatever reason, the communication guy. He's like, he's in a he's a field agent now. Oh, like yeah. second, he got taken hostage. He's like, he got promoted I a, immediately. I have a murder burner for this guy. <laughs> Get me out of the communications room. Yeah, I'm leading the charge. There he is. Yeah. To which he, you know, Ken Wall pulls off, and the police are like, "Hey!" and get in the way. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, he's just like, he goes crashing into the Israeli uh, embassy. Yes. Just like right through the gate. And then gets out and a whole bunch of dudes, or, you know, it, it's funny because it just looks like all the office workers had guns under their desk. Yes. And they all just stood up and like, you know, freeze. <laughs> and then he's just like, hey. And then the American soldiers, the MPs come out and are like, what, along with the communications guy and come busting in. They're like, hey, you don't understand. Like, he broke into our embassy. And they're like, if you don't get off <laughs> our land, we're going to declare this an act of war and we're going to shoot you. The, you have 10 seconds. The Americans are using the, the, the argument of he broke into our office and tried to make a phone call. And it's like, <laughs> so he's American. What, yeah. what is his crime? But this is just they're like, we have to murder him now. And the Israelis are like, Nah, you need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then once the Americans finally, those MPs finally leave, they're like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! It's been a long time." Yeah, and that whole thing. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. They got you pushing too many yeah. pencils. Yeah. Well, well yes, this that. is Welcome when he, back the soldier. <laughs> I guess this is yeah. This is when he gets introduced to the Mossad lady because I, like I said, I thought the connection there was like he was doing some double agent shit for them, and that's why they were like, "Ah, you son of a bitch! You, you nope. know, our old friend." No, and they just, just know him. Sure, they just know the soldier. Yeah. And it's just basically like, is it the Russians? He's like, yeah, it's the Russians. And they're like, all right, well, here, hang well, out with this lady for a little while and, yeah. and have the sex. Yes. Here's take the lady. Why well, does <laughs> she he, will does help he you. get the, the, the team back together? Oh, no, I think he's like, I think he's like says we got to get the team back together. Well, no, here's this is this is what doesn't make any sense. Like mm-hmm. he goes in and they, they talk for a little bit about right. what's happening. And then he's just sitting in a chair and some harpsichord music is playing. And then there's a goddamn ninja in the room. Yes. And you're like, what is ha- like, did the Israelis send a ninja in 
to kill him and this is all scored with harpsichord what's happening with the it was it's the weirdest transition in the whole movie i still don't even understand where this happens mm-hmm. or why i assume this was also in the israeli embassy but, yeah but the because I, I know because so ninja attacks him he stops at the last minute and they tussle for a while until there was almost a denigestration Almost. I yeah, mean, he, he, was, got, he was dangerously close. He, yeah. he cracked some glass, but he didn't throw him through it. Right. And then uh, Ken Wall gets the drop on the ninja and is going to murder him with this giant knife that he has. No, the, the ninja has the brings out a giant knife, right. like half knife, half sword. Oh, that's right. Ken and Wall then, and then as he swings back, he, he lodges it in the oh, armoire yeah. that's behind him. Yes. And as he's trying to get it loose, that's when Ken Wall pulls out a gun on him. And then ninja's like, whoa, 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 hold on. It's me, Steve James. Right. <laughs> and yep. he's suddenly like, ah, ah you, it's like, you ruined my shirt. It's like, who sent him there? Yeah. Is this how, how, how do the they soldier force greets each other yeah. with attempted murder <laughs> with attempted garroting? It's, it's just so strange. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, yeah, he's got the full on like piano wire style because it's yeah. cutting his arm yeah you know, like it's like it's it's sh- the sharp kind yeah not just choking for mm. you know decapitation they weren't pulling punches i mean yeah. he was might have murdered him yeah he was going to but steve james was going to become the new the soldier mm-hmm. maybe that's how you move up in rank maybe I guess. murder, murder yeah. the soldier and you become the soldier i i guess but i, I hear the battle royale thing is popular mm-hmm. these days yeah but that, yeah, he's like, we got to get the team back together. This just becomes recruit the people, which is really just like you send the next guy to get the next guy because, mm-hmm. yeah, like Steve James goes and recruits drunk dude who's mm-hmm. in a, a honky tonk saloon. Yeah, yeah, um, where George Strait is playing. Mm-hmm. Yes, literally Actually, George Strait. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and he just, I mean, this dude's just drunk at the at, you know watching just, watching mud wrestling as you do mm-hmm. um, right next to the <laughs> mechanical bull. Yep, yeah. which is right next to which George Strait just. Just yeah, singing, yeah. just straight singing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the 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 transition. There, there's he's just like we got to get the team back together. He's like, you want to get the one from such and such. He's like, yeah. And then, as far as we know, as far as the movie is telling us, we were in Israel. We were in the Israeli embassy. And we were then, in Berlin oh, wait, sorry, in the Israeli. Sorry, embassy. we were in Berlin yes. in the Israeli embassy, and then suddenly someone's riding a mechanical bull, and we're like. Where are we now? What? <laughs> yeah. The Leningrad Cowboys? What is going yeah. on here? And and someone remarks. It's like a Rhineland Cowboy. Yeah. Someone remarked while we were watching. We're like, Steve James, you better get out of there soon. You were the wrong person to go in there. And yeah. I will say, at the very least, this trouble doesn't start for any race reason. It starts because Steve James is in the way of the show. Yeah. Drunk Cowboy Man is trying to watch the mud wrestling and Steve James is trying to help his drunk friend get yeah. out of the place. However, it may not have started that way, but yes, it, obnoxious cowboy. But the problem is, cowboy <laughs> man, like the second Steve James steps foot in front of him, he's like, down in front. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and like every five seconds after that, down in front. Yeah. And then Steve James is like, hold on. And he's just like, look, dude, what's the yeah. problem here? And that's when the dude busts out the racism. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, hey, and word, listen. Yeah, and that's when Steve James <laughs> sets his buddy back down, says, I'll be right back. And he says, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Mm-hmm. So the guy repeats it. Yeah. And then takes a swing at Steve James and... Gets body slammed into the mud. Yeah, pit. gets his shit wrecked for it. Mm-hmm. Another guy hits Steve James, gets tossed in there. Another guy rushes him and then gets kicked in the back of the head. You know, just... Eventually, one dude comes at him and just there's a there's a moment where Steve James and this guy square up and he basically goes like, 
All right, you have two choices: <laughs> duck or bleed. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "Well, what, what yeah. the fuck ever? I'm still mm-hmm. coming at you." And then this, I think that's, Steve the, James, I, that's when Steve James redirects that guy yeah. into another dude, and yeah. that's what sets which, off the Donnie Burke, of right, course, yeah. because that's what happens. You yeah, know? So, so, someone that's not involved has to get hit, and then yeah. it's like, "Son of a bitch!" And then everyone's just like, "Well, we're tearing this place up." Yeah, to the point a guy gets run across the bar by his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like. Steve James sets that into motion and then it's just like, all right, and cool. grabs his buddy and leaves. <laughs> and they walk out. And as they're walking out, the fight continues as a dude is thrown out of the bar. This window. is an amazing <laughs> shot mm-hmm. because it's just, you know, it's just a dolly shot going, going along oh, with I, them. Kind of like they're like diagonally. In I, think the frame. Should, I think we should paint the entire picture because they kind of follow the dude that's been like dragged along the bar. Mm-hmm. They're kind of walking out at the same pace as him. Mm-hmm. And then it's cut to like, you know, like, let's say they're going right to left in the bar following this dude mm-hmm. getting dragged down the bar. Yep. Then outside shot is going to go left to right mm-hmm. with a dolly shot. So they come out of the, of the bar and it's like, oh, it's a real bar. There's a sign that says mud wrestling, but it's going left to right. And it's like, then we see this van. So hashtag oh, January, oh, Jesus. which is like, it almost looks like some inappropriate art, but it's, it's, it's super detailed. It almost looks like a weird sex dungeon thing on the side of the van. Yeah. I can't tell because it never pulls mm-hmm. in close enough. It's yeah. like if skeletons were into SNM, yeah. their, their desires are painted on this. But, van. So, so he's dragging his friend along. And then just about the time they pass the van is like, you see the big, you know, comical Western window that is about to get broken mm-hmm. and dude that was getting roughed up is thrown out the window by a rather large lady yeah even even better it's one of the mud wrestling ladies. yeah yep but i mean like then he's and just like dumping his she friend follows in. him well, out the window yeah, as well. yeah. And, and there's, and there's like, three ladies <laughs> cheering her yeah, right. on behind and her. then like there's just you know of course there's just random people hanging out in the parking lot and drinking beers and hanging out but it, it's great because like you see that it's a real bar with a real marquee that says mud wrestling tonight or whatever mm-hmm. and he throws them in a convertible and then it's just like primary color cars all throughout this it's a wonderful shot like it's yeah, yeah. it's it's like this, like one thing they were like, yeah, this, this is our shot in this movie. And yeah, because I mean, they the tried. timing of it's perfect. Yeah. Everything about it is great. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, their, we got to make everything come together for this shot. It's the most bit of character mm-hmm. that this movie has, both like giving Steve James something to do mm-hmm. and just letting the movie breathe and just have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only scene in the movie that does that because no one else gets a gets a moment like this. No one else has any kind of, you know, stunt spectacular Anything. that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they go pick up a guy on the side of a mountain, yeah. but all he does is I I, mean, I also think it's remarkable because it's like it's the only place that feels like people are kind of reacting like you would think they would in right. given the place. Yeah. You know? Like I mean, I'm not saying they're doing the right reactions, but mm-hmm. like everyone's behaving like they should be in a place like this, mm-hmm. yeah. including George Strait not giving oh like oh good another fucking Donnie Brook, <laughs> you know he's just like uh, yeah. I'm going to keep singing, keep playing. yeah, <laughs> you know it's just like everyone is reacting like they should, and everything like just even the timing of this to like perfectly pan over just as someone's getting thrown out of a window. I yeah. mean, it's like the execution of this mm-hmm. this one shot is is pretty magnificent. Yep, yeah, it's what's it's one of the things that's very frustrating yeah. about this movie because. Obviously, they can do it. They they can have characterization mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. moments and make these people seem like people. But the, I, let's the, keep in mind, though. Then, then this guy, I guess, Ken Roll, yeah. not anywhere near not any of these. Scenes. No, nowhere. But, he has sent them all to yeah. go gather up. This dude goes and grabs somebody else. I think the drunk guy wakes up and because then like there's another dude like he. It's very unimportant. Like how the next guy that gets picked up. I think we were still marveling over the Steve James scene because yeah, it's no. it's over real quick. But like. That the guy that he goes and picks up grabs a helicopter and goes picks up uh, Joaquin Delamida off the side. He's climbing up the side of a mountain, mm-hmm. and it's just like 
the dude that's on the mountain is like on a fucking yeah. mountain. Yeah. When they yeah. go out to a long shot I'm, of it, I'm like pretty sure the that's, stuntman that's, or yeah. wh- whoever it is, you're yeah. just like, holy shit, that guy is up there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then they have the helicopter picking him up, and he mm-hmm. ba- he basically just hitches himself on and gets flown around, hanging, you know, and then they, thirty yards beneath this helicopter. And then they have, well, I mean, now it would be a GoPro shot, but it's literally like it's a camera shot from the dude harnessed to the bottom of the helicopter, looking uh, straight down. So that's another thing too. Uh, that this movie does and it it really kind of started in the skiing stuff is that Mm -hmm. there is a lot of really well done handheld camera work in this like cameras will you think a camera is stationary and then the camera will move with the characters into a a, a confined space Mm -hmm. like it's a character almost and that happens three or four times in the movie and like when there's certain stunts the camera they will make sure to get stunts to the camera so that it is part of it at some point mm-hmm. it, they had a guy on skis holding a camera following the chase which mm-hmm. in 1982 terms was probably hell of a lot more difficult than it would be you know anytime later like right. we've seen awesome stunt photography and skiing sequences and stuff like that but they weren't just using some, you know, tiny camera to do that stuff mm-hmm. with, and they were moving at a pretty good clip. So there's, again, it's just, it's one of the frustrating things is that there are just signs of life in this movie. Right. They're just constantly just like, oh, maybe this is going to be where it all comes together. And but, then, but the scene, I mean, this whole like sequence of like, oh, because like everyone, when they go pick them up is like, ah, the office is calling or something yeah. like that, you know, and it's just like, this has a very Mission Impossible style feel where it's like, oh, we got to go get the team and they're all off doing random extreme things. Yes. You know, but it's mostly soulless. Like, it's so like, I mean. The Steve James Donnybrook thing aside, like most of it is just like, yep, we're here. And like, it doesn't, it just doesn't fit. Like, I can't put my finger on it. Like, it's just, it feels dead. Yeah. Like, it feels like you're almost like watching an unrelated nature, nature documentary for about 30 seconds mm-hmm. as they go pick up the student. It's mm-hmm. like, it's cool. And it's like, yeah, they, they just hook this dude up and he's hanging from the bottom of a helicopter. And then it's like, you know, first person shot from hanging. And then they're all just kind of together. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's like. It's not like any of it matters. It's yeah, not it, like, oh, the the guy climbing the mountain. Oh, that's going to come in handy later. I mean, it, most of this movie feels like second unit stuff. Like yeah. almost the entire movie feels like it was done by a second unit. Yeah. And McBain felt that way, too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And, and again, Ken Wall is barely in this movie. Yeah, and right. this is an hour into it. Mm-hmm. But they all kind of get together and they're like, blah, 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 blah. We think this. Here's, yeah. here's the plot. And also the Mossad agent uh, we yeah. didn't mention, but she had been introduced to Ken Wall at, right after before. Right. Like after he had busted into the Israeli, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the we, embassy, the con- yeah, yeah, the yes. embassy, yeah, and then before Steve James had attacked him, and, right, and he, yeah, he had she, had she to convince in. her that he was a good guy or whatever, right, yeah. But anyway, she's kind of on the team now, sort yes. of, yeah. But like, so she's with them when they're playing, yeah, because like they all get together and she's there and he, and he's like, yeah, they're gonna blow this up, and it's like, all right, well, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and then they're like, they concoct this scheme that they don't even bother to explain to us the audience nope because they're just like hey go to go to virginia or kansas kansas they're like mm-hmm. you, you all go to kansas yeah. uh, she and i are going to hang out here and you know you'll know what to do if if they blow up the oil fields well he goes he's like hold on a minute and he goes oh, to another right. room he pulls up the brings in the nuclear football yeah, suitcase the, the alternate nuclear football. and he's just like you know a few years ago nixon was nutty and almost blew up the world and so we took the football and did some wiring and some things, made sure the codes never changed, that we always have access to this, mm-hmm. that we can stop or start whatever we need to do because that fucker was crazy. And, right. 
And they're all like, Are, do the codes still work? And he's like, yeah, they oh, yeah. do. I've hidden them. I, I put a spike in the wormhole. And yeah, exactly. The yeah, monitor and blah, stuff. blah, blah, techno babble. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone fucks off to Kansas except for Ken Wall and the Mossad lady. Right. And she's just like, well, here right. I am in the bed. And yeah, he's like, get, oh, I, you took the bed? Okay, I'll sleep on the couch. And she's like, don't be a fucking child. Yeah, don't be ridiculous. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and she he's like, says we could die tomorrow. Yeah. So. And he's like, oh, all right, let's do that. And then this is the only time the movie cuts away from anything that was going to happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like it comes back to briefly, but still they've showered. They've had like he is having second thoughts out on the balcony Mm -hmm. and she comes out of the shower and sits on the bed and he goes back in and they just start up again Mm -hmm. and then they cut away again. (laughs) So but it's easier. Like, okay. This is the plan that they didn't bother to explain us. They got the whole team together, sat down for 30 seconds, apparently figured this out off screen. But they've sent everyone except for Ken Wall and the Mossad lady to Kansas to basically break into a nuclear silo. Yes. And their plan is if they bomb the the fields, we're going to bomb Moscow. Yes. And we literally know dumb. We literally know none of that until we don't until bargaining comes up, Mm -hmm. which is the last four minutes of the movie. Because there is a full sequence of them taking Mm -hmm. out all the dudes involved, like with showing their their key cards. They 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 go to a barn first to acquire the car and the the gear that they need. And then they leave there. They break into the thing. They they thwart the... They're tranquilizing all these guys. I mean, they show the whole, like, going to the guard gate outside and then going up to the thing and and the guy's got his hand on a panic button. And they get through that, and yeah. then they're like, trank dart, trank dart, you know, hogtie. You know, like but they, I mean, they, they do, do they call, stuff. like, Central Command. They're like, you're going to lose the camera feeds here for a while. We're yep. going to pull out some cables and switch some things. They're like, okay, and then, you know. It, they... just, it plays out like the world's dullest heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, well, one, it plays out like that. Two, you don't know what they're doing. Right. Like, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Like, they're presented with, the, they present this this suitcase of we've got control of the nukes and you're like okay well they're just going to use that as some sort of remote thing and then they're they go to kansas and you're like why are they in kansas and then they break into the 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 missile silo and you're like why are they doing that and then it's just basically they're going to launch the nukes and you're like why the fuck are they doing that yeah and 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 somewhere along the way like i mean there there's been a ticking clock ever since the terrorists sent the letters yeah they gave them like 96 hours to but like now we're down to like they're talking like 20 minutes, 15 minutes at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And Ken Wall and Masad lady are just sitting in a Porsche in like Berlin. Yeah. And they're sitting there like waiting to cross the uh, checkpoint Charlie into, you know, East Berlin. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> embassy communications guy is standing there at checkpoint Charlie. And he's like, Hey, yeah. And immediately they're like, oh, shit, and peel out of there. And, and there's like another little mini chase. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, like at this point, they're like, it is 15 minutes until this shit is about to blow up. And they're having this weird little car chase. Mm-hmm. They drive around Berlin for a little bit, still being tra- chased by the CIA communications dude and whatnot, <laughs> or embassy communications. He's not even CIA. Yeah. And then like they round the corner and somebody has taken a car carrier and parked it up alongside the. Well, um, she she says. Like, like their plan like was to just get through the checkpoint and go to the Russian embassy right. that way. Yeah. This they she's like, okay, we have a we have a we set up plan. a backup plan, and then they come around this corner and stop, and she's like, yeah, Earl set that up. I don't think his name is Earl, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit that at eighty five miles per hour in third gear, and you'll you'll clear it. We did yeah. the calculations, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just kind of shrugs. He goes, 
Yeah, all right. Yeah. And you see the guy, the guy who's there who set it up. He's standing there, like, real proud next to it mm-hmm. and just kind of gives him a salute, like, all yours, buddy. Yeah, Godspeed. <laughs> Hit that big ass ramp, Ken Wall. Yeah. <laughs> Soldier boy. And <laughs> so all of us who have played GTA know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, he launches over the ramp, doesn't quite clear it. I mean, he nope. does. But takes out a good chunk of the wall and fucks up that car forever. That's um, right. The rest of it was going to go like seven years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the wall or the Porsche? <laughs> Both. <laughs> but yeah, they can, they land and the Russians all hut, hut, hut out there. And, and that, that dude, car gets fucked and up. And the dude, like the, the Russians, uh, the, the big bad of this movie yes. is just there. Like yeah. he's like, oh, we knew you were going to be launching over right here. Yeah, I'm just going to be standing right here, and they like gets out of the truck all smarmy, you know. Like, like we finally got you. He's like, oh, he's like, and Ken Wall's like, I always want to see Moscow, and they're like, oh, so you're defecting, and you're you're going to tell us everything. He's like, yeah, but like in 15 minutes, that's not going to be possible. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, we know you're behind the bomb, and and if you don't call it off, we're going to nuke Moscow. And yep. he's like, you're shitting me. And he's like, goes and makes a call, and then it's fucking like. Cuts to people in the desert are parachuting in. They got red stars on their babushkas and they fucking land and disarm the fucking bomb. Red stars on their the- grandmothers? <laughs> I know. Whatever the fucking hats are. On their Baba Yagas. Sure. Yes, the, the Baba Yagas. <laughs> on their chicken legged house yes. demon yes. witches. Yeah. And suddenly the perkiest guitar music kicks in. Like, okay, this is the finale of the movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the music kicks in like this is the finale of the movie. And we're like, this can't be the finale of the movie. The, nothing has happened yet. It's the finale of the movie. Though. Yeah. So the Russians parachute in and just fling this nuclear barrel like off this pile and are just like, oh, yeah, cut that wire. OK, cool. And then it's just Ken Wall and the Mossad lady walking away as the camera pulls up. Basically, when the when the Russian asked him if he if they, that was really happening, he said, oh, maybe. Yeah. And and she's oh, right. like, why did you say maybe? And he's like, that just seemed like a great thing to say at the time. Yep. And it and turns out it. they're walking on at the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Like they've yeah. they've they've traveled from Russia to the United States and haven't talked about any of this until they got to the Statue of Liberty and mm-hmm. then resumed having a conversation. Yep, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the geography and timing and everything in this movie is fucking atrocious. <laughs> Like some of the worst I've ever seen in a movie, especially with like people in it that you've heard of. Spatial awareness is not this no. movie's friend. It is. I n- never knew where we no, were. It is like it is some of the worst even timing though, and geography I've ever yeah, seen. Even in a movie. though they put. Yeah. Put time stamps. Oh, I know. That and, makes it and worse location stamps yeah. on some scenes. It makes it but more not confusing. All of them. No, it makes it more confusing because the times, as you pointed out, it's really bright for 545 a.m. in, in uh, Philadelphia when, yes. in the opening yeah. shot. Yeah. I mean, even with daylight, daylight savings time off or whatever the fuck makes it earlier, lighter earlier. <laughs> yeah, five forty-five a.m. Like it looks like it's about ten yeah. in the morning. Yeah, in that shot. But yeah, I still don't know where that scene of Steve James as Ninja attacking him takes place. No idea whatsoever. I still think it's at the Israeli it's consulate. Be, I think yeah. it's at the it's Israeli consulate. I think yeah. I don't think he would have left because everyone was trying to murder him when okay, he leaves. Okay, so if it is at the embassy, uh-huh. did they call Steve James and have him come in to attack him for funsies? No. Or did Steve James infiltrate? I think yes. But Steve James had no motivation to be there except just to be like, hey, buddy, <laughs> almost killed you with piano wire. What are you doing here at the Israeli embassy? There's, It's just... 
that scene is so baffling. He may have to made me. a call, but they didn't show it. I don't know. <laughs> that's another thing that's frustrating because this movie shows everything else. Like, except for eating and shitting, this movie shows literally everything mm-hmm. else these characters have ever done. Ugh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, but anyway, um, that movie's over. Yeah. And, they, and they show the credits in alphabetical order. It's rare. Doesn't always happen. It's annoying. Because they do, because I mean, characters don't even have names. Yeah. So it's like, I, okay, maybe that was, I don't know. At least give us order of appearance. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Alphabetical is hard to discern at the end of, you know, figure out who is who, but mm-hmm. oh well. Anyway, movie's over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can go or anyone else yeah, can. Yeah, go I mean, for it. Yeah. I, as, as I said, it feels like almost everything in this movie is shot by a second unit, which means. Some of the stunt shit is really good. Mm-hmm. However, this is this is one of the messiest movies I've ever seen that was otherwise competently made. Like there is, if they had a script supervisor, I you know fire them and never let them work in <laughs> Hollywood ever again. Fire because, them into the sun. Because I mean, like I you know I feel like that's whose job it would have been to be like, hey. It doesn't make any sense that like you were standing on in East Berlin and suddenly, you know, you're finishing the conversation on, you know, Liberty Island. Like there's so much dumb shit in this that makes no sense how they just teleport from place to place. Um this is one of the strangest movies I think we've ever watched in terms of like from from moment to moment there's like very jocksworthy moments happening in certain scenes. Like that whole honky tonk Steve James thing. Mm-hmm is amazing but i have to rate the movie on a whole and it's i gotta go three bags it's bad like it's really really bad and it's boring and i i don't almost fall asleep in movies i i snoo i dozed off at least twice almost three times and that never happens Hmm. this movie's bad (laughs) with really good moments of in it like you can make a, a compilation thing that would be great and you'd be like what the hell are you talking about but this movie is bad Otherwise, like, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to take them as yeah. a whole. So, yeah. And we've said that about plenty of movies where, like, if you took the best clips of this movie and put them in a YouTube, you know, five minute video, you'd think that we're idiots for giving things back. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm normally about the slow burn. You know, I, I, I like things with a good slow burn, but like these are useless slow burns. It's use, it's like you, you slow burn for to build tension or something. You don't slow burn just to be like. Yep, they're piloting that boat all the way into the harbor. Oh, yep, that boat, that truck is driving all the way down the street. Yeah. You know, or these guys are going all the way into the missile silo. Like, that's not how you build suspense at all. That's how you make me fall asleep, and I never do in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go. I, You know, I, like you guys were saying, I could take 10 things in this movie, make a two-minute video, and people would think, my God, that must be the greatest movie of all time. Well, I mean, that's what Shakedown did for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They showed the the three hundred sixty degree spin with him machine gunning a dude, and you're yes. like, "Fuck yeah!" Right, what's, what's we this have movie? to watch this movie. Yeah, where's yeah. the IMDb trivia? And I mean, there are four or five other scenes that you could clip out and just show it, like jumping the the wall or the bar fight or you know the just various things throughout this. You could show mm-hmm. to someone and go, "Wow, that movie must be amazing." But as a whole, it makes those things kind of suck because. There is, I mean, just scene after scene of the entire process of whatever is happening in that scene. And it's so unnecessary. And this is not a long movie. This is a 96 minute movie. 
that feels like it needs 30 minutes cut out of it. And Actually, I think it was an 86-minute movie. Well, the IMDb says that. Oh, the back of it says something else. It? So okay. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this was restored, which if oh. it was, Christ, you should have left it not restored. Um, but, like, Ken Wall, as a hero in this, is in this movie for what feels like four minutes and has mm-hmm. no character whatsoever. He feels like he's fresh out of college, and yet he's got this history of the most important shit in the world. But... He never really comes across as like, I'm a cool badass who does all sorts of neat things. It's just like, yeah, me and my boys have machine guns and we will shoot you at times. And he's got a dumb accent. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Like his just manner of speaking does not instill confidence or no, coolness. He doesn't or anything. seem cool or suave or anything like that. He just seems like a meathead. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't buy him as this dude. You've got who should be the bad guy, Klaus Kinski, who's in this for 45 seconds. You've got the main bad guy who does literally nothing the entire time. It's just, it's as far as like characterization goes, there's none. There's zero. It's just, here's the plot. Some dudes are going to do some stuff and then the movie will end. But it's not even in a cool way that you can like make your own stories about the characters or anything like that or do any, you can't fill in the blanks even though there's plenty of time in the movie for you to be able to do that. So... I like the stunts. I like some of the camera work. I like a lot of things this movie does, but as a whole, I can't recommend it. I just, I can't tell anyone you got to see the soldier. So I, I'm not as angry, not as it didn't bags me out as much as it did. You <laughs> oh my God, bags me out. So I'm going to give it one bag. That is just don't watch this. Uh, it's, it's 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 frustrating because it's a waste. Mm-hmm. It's an era we like. It has every chance for potential of just this amazing gem that's been lost to time, and it's not. I mean, this movie is kind of unknown for a reason. I don't even, I don't even want to be like nearly as generous as Chuck, um, because it's obvious there's not like a strong vision. This movie, I think, was set up for failure from the from the beginning. There's no, like, it just ambles here and there. It ambles from scene to scene, just kind of, like, just strolling down the street, like, oh, well, there's, there's a scene. I'll just stop in there and stand here for way too long. And, all right, well, I guess there's another scene a little bit down the road. I guess I'll walk over there and see what's going on. Okay, and eventually, you know, like a fucking sweet motorbike rides by, and you're like, cool, all right, great. And then it wanders into another fucking boring scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they thought they were doing here. Like, every description if, for this movie seems to be, oh, they wanted to make an American James Bond thing. And aside from, like, the globe hopping stuff, there ain't none of that. There's no, there's nothing James Bond about no. this. Like, there's not a suave, cool dude. Nope. There's just, you know... There's not a charismatic villain. Dumpy guy. Yeah, no charismatic <laughs> villain. There's no, like... Even the the bad guy's plot is just... Eh, we're gonna blow something up. Eh. We're gonna mm. blow up the oil. Also, eh. why why would the Russians want the Israelis out of the West? I, I, I can't figure that out. Was there some... Did they have some untapped oil reserve they were gonna claim like we have all the oil now or i mean i know there was like russian backed things like you know 
Afghanistan and all that sure. bullshit. But I mean, I'm like, I don't understand like their motivation for in, going after Israel. In terms of 80s politics, it's in in the most simplified way. It's the Americans are supporting the Israelis, so we we're don't gonna su- fuck the, so we don't support. Yeah, the we're gonna Israelis. fuck them we, by giving them a gas crisis. Yeah, yeah that that's basically. I guess yeah. you know, and it's not even understanding that that's. 80s view of okay well russians just do things because right they don't like, yeah there was just so much n- nobody knew back then about what was actually going on yeah it, it's, it's like someone smart. heard something on the news about how you know they want the israelis out of the west bank and then that becomes yeah. all right well, we're writing a movie about that but we don't know how to do research so you know yeah whereas now at least the people have wikipedia so they can go wow let's look at what some dumbass wrote about this right you know but anyway other than how like unfathomably boring this movie is, uh, there are a couple good things. That, like Chuck said, there's a, there's some nicely shot things. Um, the ski chase is pretty good. That uh, that Porsche stunt is pretty nice. I like that. Um, except for the fact that that car got just fucked, absolutely fucked. It was a disgrace. It was. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful car, and it got ruined. Yep. Um, for this shitty movie. I just I cannot tolerate or recommend this movie uh, three bags and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, for the first hour, I was not hour. I shouldn't say that. But like for the first 45 minutes, I was like kind of on board with this, despite all of the slow, boring pacing. I was like, and maybe it's just because it reminded me so much of as if it existed in the Dawn of the Dead universe somehow mm-hmm. because of some of the shots, like the one where he's waiting for the fax machine for some reason just felt like it came right out of that movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the blood squibs and like that thick paint tempera red blood that they use. Yeah, and it was just before like, Hollywood knew what blood looked like. Yeah, and just those really <laughs> violent squibs and just that sort of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, all right, I think I can, I can, I can tough this out. I can, at least this is interesting me, but you know, you think about he gets in that car when he's getting, when he breaks out of the consulate and he gets in the shitty little Honda Accord or whatever the fuck it is from 1982. Mm -hmm. Was that what it was? Yeah. It was a Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Ford Fiesta from 82. And you think about like James Bond driving that car in, uh, for your eyes only where it's like, yeah, give him a shitty car and he'll fucking tear it up anyway. Mm -hmm. And you're like, all right, here we go. And you just think about, I mean, I know the James Bond movies, had a lot more budget but even then like that chase is fucking awesome in for your eyes only and this one is like it should have the same sort of setup and it's just guys going down a couple streets and down a couple alleys and maybe he looks in the rear view and sees cars back there a couple times and then he revs up and rams a gate you know it's like ah uh, yeah. like every I mean, every it- scene seems to be like this setup for an awesome opportunity. And that's, I think why we latched onto the Steve James scene so much is because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you have a setup and you fucking paid it off. Yeah. Whereas everything else is a setup that does not pay off. Even the jump over the Berlin wall does not pay off in the way that it feels like it should. No, I mean, and, and it's, it's also MGM. So like if they were chasing James Bond, they've done it before. I, it, yeah. I think MGM is just where it ended up. Oh, is yeah, that what they, it is? Yeah. Library. It's, it's, it wasn't, it it's, it's embassy pictures. It's yeah, embassy. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just it's man. I, I feel bad. I'm I'm gonna agree with Chuck in that it's a single bag. 
And I, I want to give it jocks so bad just for that one scene with Steve James and for the fact that it's Steve James in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's almost nonsensical. And it's just like a, a combination of scenes that should be more interesting than they are. I honestly was sitting at a jocks until the finale just farted out, you know, <laughs> where it was just like they have a two sentence conversation and then you just see the missile silo closing up mm-hmm. again. You're like, wait, is this over? Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing it, happened. It honestly, it that also reminds me of Free Your Eyes Only. It ends with just basically this conversation on a cliff. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, I we, we're going our separate ways now, you know, and it kind of like. It kind of, it pays off a lot more in Free Your Eyes Only, but here it's just kind of like, yeah, it just fizzles out because everything that actually happens happens somewhere else mm-hmm. from the actual confrontation. And it just, it doesn't work. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's very frustrating, but yeah, it, it kind of, it feels like it deserves to be lost. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just preserve those, you know, three or four minutes of film that are mm-hmm. actually yeah. interesting from this movie and. Keep putting those in other movies, right? And let the legend of this movie build. <laughs> well, no, don't. No. no, but I mean, I mean, don't let like take Just the movie away. away. Yes. <laughs> well, it feels like one that you could remake and be like, yeah, yeah, because there's so much potential here, and none of it is paid off. Yeah. And those are the types of movies that should be remade, or the ones where like, yeah, they just didn't get it right, but the core there should be awesome. I, I mean, I feel like it's all, just all the time wasted on these establishing shots. Like, have the characters talk a little, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Set up something. Develop some like sort of personality. How about the bad guys say his name? Yeah. Like, what's your name, sir? The soldier. <laughs> I feel Not like the only the soldier. Like the only real potential is in scenes. I don't feel like the movie itself. Like, it just. I don't know. It didn't it's bother. Yeah, it's just kind of a mess. Like even even plot wise, it's just kind of uh, lazy. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, the bad guy's name was Ivan. Ooh, so you can't oh, like? Was he Russian? <laughs> you can't no, even hardly like, he was like pretty laid back. Yeah, you can't even hardly like remake this and do anything necessarily interesting with it, unless you just take those scenes that could have been cool and make them kind of cool. Um, you still have a, a mess of a movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is one I don't. I don't feel like it's redeemable. This whole thing like it's not it's not so bad that i'm mad at it it's just it's one of the sloppiest movies yeah. i've seen in a long time mm-hmm. but anyway i think we talked enough about it let's take a break shall we okie dokie Welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast. Second half. Half number two. All right. This is where we talk about other things. Loaded with other things. Mm-hmm. I saw another thing. Oh, yeah? What? You're yeah. Did you thing. see the number one movie in America? I don't know what that is. I saw Ocean's 8. That's it? It is? It's the number yeah. one movie in America? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. It deserves it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's good. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I was kind of shocked because I was like, man, Gary Ross is directing this, huh? Mm. Well, then. Mm. And I didn't know he had a movie like this in him. It is it is a worthy sequel. 
Please, and please it is just, most definitely a sequel. It is very much. It's not like ah, oh, we're just ignoring all. Like they. It's in that universe. Very directly reference uh, Danny Ocean. Okay. Was well, is it is, somebody's is, uh, brother? Yes. Uh, Sandra Bullock is somebody. George Clooney's sister yeah. in this movie. Danielle Ocean. Debbie. <laughs> Deborah Ocean. Well, they only call her Debbie. Before we get too far in, can you please explain to me who a Gary Ross is and why? He made like Seabiscuit and Pleasantville and one of the Hunger Games and just like I've never enjoyed any of his movies. Pleasantville's a good movie. No, I don't like Pleasantville at all. Okay. I think it's cloying and dull. Yeah. Break out of your funk by sex and violence and that'll make the world colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's. Yeah. (laughs) Chuck, have you tried it? Yeah. Any, anyway, I, I just I am not a fan of his. I, I don't. Okay. I think he makes watered down generic ass movies. All right. Which this is a only barely slightly watered down oceans movie. Like like it it is you know there's not the flair that a Soderbergh is going to bring to these things, but I mean the cast is all really great. The the caper actually works really well and had some really good surprises in it. I think the only issue is that um, it's one of those cases of whenever there's any, any roadblocks that come up for the crew, mm-hmm. they're solved in like 30 seconds. Oh, you know, or like somebody's like, Oh, I know someone I can call and that's fixed. You know, it's not like, Oh fuck, what are we going to do? You know, how are they going to get out of this? It's like, don't even worry about that. So it's kind of like, I guess it is a lot like Ocean's Eleven, where it was like this is this is a parents movie that's not insulting to me because I'm like I I really like I feel Ocean's Eleven is like one of the best popcorn movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Like I think just everything about that movie just works, and it's not challenging in any way. It's just a cl- a crowd pleaser. Hey, have fun with this. You're going to be entertained, and this is just going to be fun. Right. And I think Ocean's Eleven is like the top of the pile for that sort of movie. And this one is like right there. Like this is probably, I would say this is the second best Ocean's movie. Okay. I don't even remember 13 and a lot of people hate 12, but I like, I actually like quite a lot of 12, Mm. but at least there's nothing as painful as that Julia Roberts scene with Bruce Willis. God, I hate that scene. Yeah. Yeah. But there are just there are a lot of welcome surprises. Uh, the cast is really good, and it's really strange in that um, James Corden is in this, and the movie doesn't get funny until he shows up in like the third act, and then all of a sudden it's like, and it's not even him. It's like other characters, but it's suddenly like joke, 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 and they're work. Hmm. Whereas the other ones were just like like early on, you're like, eh, okay, you know, you know like oh that was clever. You, you know, you know, you're not like actually laughing at jokes, right? Whereas suddenly, like, the whole audience came alive once, like, that sequence with him shows up in the movie. Hmm. It's it's very strange. But it was good enough to not be ruined by the uh, by the lady who sat next to me for the movie. Go on. Oh, she's just one of those old ladies with no inner monologue. Oh. So it's like, oh, her. <laughs> you know, like, like when someone shows up, you know, that one, she's like, she was in that funny office show with that with that crazy boss. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, that was Mindy Kaling. We oh, fucking her. get it, lady. You know, but like she just like that funny I ne- office show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the office. <laughs> That's the funny office show you're thinking of. Yeah, lady. This is this is why it's like I 
Because we went to the theater that doesn't have assigned seating and has like the old ass, you know, like, hey, here's a fucking folding chair you can sit in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is the one thing that new theaters have made abundantly clear is that movie theaters used to just suck on toast. They were just the worst <laughs> of everything. Just bleacher seats mm-hmm. and garbage. Yep. Just just everything was pure like We didn't shit. even used to have stadium seating. Yeah. You know, it yeah. used to be like, here's a flat line. <laughs> if, if the guy in front of you is wearing a hat, you're fucked. Or they or they do the staggered seating. And then that guy would be like the guy in front of you. Just be like gangster leaned over. Like, yeah. oh, fuck you. Like, that's my one shot to yeah. the screen. I have yeah. a little window here yeah. and you're fucking leaning into yeah. it. Yeah. But the, the regal in town, man, that 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 theater sucks. <laughs> But yeah, no yeah. assigned seating. So it was weird just having a, a lady suddenly like climb in and be like, is anyone sitting here? And it's like, you better fucking not be, lady. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I like, like you know, re- big ass recliners where it's like the other person is like a few feet away. Yeah. So even if they have an internal monologue, you don't necessarily hear it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this lady. Uh, yeah. The big. I mean. Was she big, talking the- to anyone? No. no oh, talking. OK. Just herself. Was right. she with anyone? Did she show up? She was, there was a friend okay. next to her, but. I know she wasn't leaning over. It oh, wasn't okay. like she was going, hey, hey, that's yeah. Anne Hathaway. You know, <laughs> like, like she wasn't doing that. I she, think she was married to Shakespeare. Um, yeah, but but like the trailer for A Star is Born came on before the movie. And she's like, oh, that had Barbara in the original. You know, and it's oh, like, okay, yeah, right. it did. It had oh, Barbara. Wait, they remade that? Oh, yeah. With Lady Gaga and Matthew McConaughey. Or wait, no, not Matthew Bradley McConaughey. Cooper? Bradley Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I mean, I will say like the big giant like plush things where you have like the, the big drop off between each row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, man, that, that is made where you can barely you can't hear the people behind you at all. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Glorious. You, you get a theater with decent volume and that much space between the seats. I'm like, I, y'all can talk. I don't care. I'm not going to hear you. You're so far away. And this movie I know. is booming. Yeah. But so. But no, but that's how much I enjoyed this movie is mm. that I was able to. And, and, you know, and I really, I honestly kind of went in being like, man, are we going to have to go see this? But it won me over. I, I'm a sucker for heist movies, and this is a well-made heist movie. And even the guy who is not David Holmes did a decent enough David Holmes impersonation with the music. Hmm. So I would recommend it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's not going to change your life, but it is a. It is a really good heist movie with some cool ladies doing cool shit. Yeah. Can anyone do the math to, to if there's like a pay gap joke to be made there? That like what how many how much percentage wise less than eleven eight is? Oh, you know. Yeah. I get it. No, I'm just wondering I mean Well, let's just say what they pull off works. Yeah. Even they got a pay raise. Oh well, I I, I just meant like heist. if it feels like they should have just gone on and been like, Yeah, it's Ocean's 14, and except with ladies now. I no, but it always well, referred to the number of people in the heist. So Right, I know. Right, but he's, he's, we don't need he's working on a joke. People. No. I'm not working on a it. joke. I'm, I'm saying, like, it, it feels weird to be like, uh, I mean, except unless you want to go with the angle of, like, ladies don't need as many people to pull off cool shit. Then mm-hmm. I will take it. They don't. And, and I like also that they don't basically have, like, all right, this one's the Brad Pitt in this movie. Right. This one's the Matt Damon. You know, they're like all very distinct. Yeah. Okay. They, they all have their distinct skills that aren't just like, all right, well, we needed that person because they're like that person in the other movie, you know, kind of like what, whatever the Jeremy Renner born movie was. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie, 
but at least it's not just like, all right, we plugged in this person instead of this person, and they're basically playing the same character, except they're a different character. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't do any of that. So, okay, yeah. I like it. It's it's a solid movie. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of movies with ladies doing stuff, yeah, <laughs> I saw one too. Um, I watched uh, Yo Tanya. Or I, I Tanya for I English yeah. English speaking people. Oh, and just real quick. Oh, shit. sorry. All right. Oh, shit. Real quick. Okay. Just because you're saying ladies do stuff now. Mm-hmm. Don't read user reviews of fucking Ocean's Eight because it's all full of fucking crybaby asshole. Oh idiots. right, yeah. Oh yeah, just it's fucking depressing. I'll just amend that to don't read user reviews. Yeah. Yes. It's goddamn depressing. Just listen to us. User it's reviews. User reviews are the new comment section of the internet. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. So anyway, Yo Tanya. Yeah, Yo Tanya. Um. I, I don't know if I said this when you talked about having watched it, Chuck, but I did. Man, like, it, there was one phrase that was said when this movie came out that was like, oh, fuck, I actually have to see this now. Because on paper, I couldn't think of a movie I would want to see less than this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give two shits about figure skating. Right. I, I give barely a shit about the Olympics mm-hmm. in general, and even less about whatever the fuck convoluted hillbilly bullshit thing was going on with this thing like you know this as the movie kind of points out is like when the world started with like you know hard copy you know trashy pulp journalism bullshit you know like you know just sensationalistic journalism there was literally nothing going on and we seized upon the dumbest fucking shit right and that's that's what i mean it's like so on paper, I was like, you'd be hard-pressed to find something that I could want to watch as a movie less. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, hey, it's like Goodfellas, but with figure skating. And mm-hmm. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you just said a word that made me, made me have to see that movie. And honestly, that is the most accurate review I could possibly think of. Because everything about this movie, subject matter-wise, I, could, I couldn't care less. However, the movie is fantastic. Like it is shot super interestingly. Um, everyone is doing what they need to be doing mm-hmm. for their parts. I mean, that doesn't make them likable people, but neither are most of the people in Goodfellas. Right. Um, it's just one of those kind of things. It's like it is a masterfully directed movie about horrible people doing horrible things in a situation that I otherwise couldn't. I I, I just couldn't be bothered to care about. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what you said, I don't know that I'll ever be watching this movie again. Like Goodfellas to me, I mean, obviously it's Scorsese, so it's a whole different level of like mm-hmm. rewatchability. I don't see myself necessarily. I might, I mean, maybe 10 years from now, I might be like, yeah, I'll watch that again. That's, that was pretty good. Right. Um, Someone will, will remind you that yeah. it's Goodfellas and you'll go, oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll see what that was about again. <laughs> right. Um, I think the strangest thing about it and the only thing that was weird to me and I'm wondering if I'm out of anyone that's seen it because we have listeners and they can will tell us with correspondence am I the only one that really noticed that when they were obviously CGing Margot Robbie doing like twirls on skates and stuff it seemed like they were blending in real Tanya Harding footage like I feel like that was like the time when her face morphed and looked like real Tanya Harding I don't know does that that make sense yeah it does. I don't know. Because I mean, it was, I could certainly tell when they were CGing it, but sure. I I'm just I'm saying like it, it's weird because like I mean you know especially when they show you at the end of the movie like who played everybody. She's the one that looks 
the least like the person. Right. Like, I feel like everyone else, they did pretty well in casting. Yeah. Especially Allison Janney. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, when you watch the actual footage, it was like, I'd honestly kind of forgotten what Tanya Harding looked like because, you know, I, I barely cared at the time and I certainly haven't cared in the, you know, 20 something years yeah. since. No, why would you? Um, so it was like, oh, but then, like, it, it just really looked like her face morphed when she was like twirling, like when they were throwing in some like CG stuff of her. Her, it was weird. Maybe, I don't yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Like it, it's it's a it's a masterfully made movie for a thing that I just wouldn't normally care about. It is that's that's a really weird thing to to say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely think it's worth watching. And man, like. I don't know if there have ever been stupider people that have ever come up with a plot ever. I people <laughs> when I when I talked about this on the show and said out loud this is the stupidest plot like crime plot I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's like it's like Logan Lucky. Like that like this, watching this and Logan Lucky back to back would be a great yeah. uh, double feature because like it's like holy shit. Except like Logan Lucky they kind of worked for them for the somewhat. You know like just I'm saying those those two movies back to back would be a great double feature. Yeah. But yeah, like showing the interviews with them at the end, I was like, holy shit, that scene was actually real. Like when when he was claiming yeah, I've counter terrorist special train and all this stuff. And it was like, no, you're not sir. <laughs> on television. Yeah. No, you're not, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. I've written articles. <laughs> yep. I think it was in like a travel magazine. Truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Was that Jeff Galuli? No, that's no, his, his, his Sean his whatever. Dipshit. Oh yeah, the other guy. God, I, I I can't state enough how stupid their crime plot is and how badly they fuck it up. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Well, it's just it's amazing that that happened. Yeah, and, like somebody couldn't beat someone else to get into the Olympics. So they literally so club them her. in the knee. Well, again, to and prevent them from competing. I will say the thing that I find most and it didn't fasc- work. I will say the fi- the thing I found most fascinating about this was that at no point in time does it really a hundred percent take a side. No, I mean it's like everything about it is like fill in your fill in the blanks. Like you know, did she know about it? Did he know about it? Did this person know about it? Like it teeters back and forth to where like. Uh, they will have a character go on this long rant of this is what happened. And then they will immediately cut to the other person and go, no, none of that happened. Yeah. Or, or, or like invalidated by them. Something they say there, there are lots of little clues in this, in their dialogue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, I mean, it's man, what a, what a shitty life. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, Wow. I mean, and and, and the most fa- I think the most fascinating thing about it is like how close this plays to like child pageantry bullshit, which makes I mean, I'm not trying to invalidate true athleticism in the Olympics and everything. But like to me, I don't understand how you can call something a sport when it's based on somebody going, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a fucking like sports should be rules, play, yeah. finish. It's all yeah, arbitrary like, judging. Yeah, this is all like, no, you you trolled better than her. Yeah. And it's you know, usually, like, there's well, usually some weird arbitrary bias in there. Right. Of, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, th- that's 
like I, I just feel like shit like that should be taken out. Like you know, America's Got Talent isn't a fucking Olympic sport. You know, like <laughs> right. You know, there are a lot of technical grades in figure skating. Yeah, but, but this also goes to great lengths yeah. of like, yeah, we, you're not the person that we want. You're yeah. not what we think should be representing America. So yeah. fuck you, even if you did it. We're better. not going to give you the high scores that you so clearly deserved right. because you're trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it just there's a, there's a lot of like interesting like. I feel like shit like figure skating is something that we're going to look back on a hundred years and be like, we fucking did that. Like yeah. that was a thing. And we thought it was a sport. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? Just like, just, I mean, just like Miss America and pageantry in general. It's like in enough time, we're going to look at this and be like, what the fuck were we thinking? We're coming around on that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just, it very much mirrors all of those kind of things you see about the obsessive, crazy mothers and, you know, living out there, failed childhood and through their daughters and shit like that. It's yep. like, there's a lot of that in it too, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a super unpleasant movie that is kind of fascinating to watch, but like, I don't know if I'd do it again. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yep. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Nobody else got nothing. Mm-mm. It's one of those weeks, man. Yeah. I mean the, the second season of uh, the toys that made us showed up on Netflix. I started watching that. Yep. It's the same show. Yep. Like, it's not like they have changed anything. I it's, watched the Star Trek and just Transformers or one because, and then I was like, "Was it My Little Pony and Lego? Hello Kitty, Hello and Kitty Lego. and Lego?" And I was just like, "That's how you're gonna end it." Yeah. Like, I, I haven't forced myself to watch either of those because I don't care. I should watch the Transformers one. You should. You should yeah. definitely see how many of them I own, mm. how many of them I sold that are probably in that documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, only because we're talking about Transformers. Twice this weekend, I don't think I'd ever in my lifetime seen a Unicron figure. Oh, right, yeah. I saw tw- two this weekend. Oh, I have one. You have one? Okay. I mean, yeah. I just I don't think I'd ever seen one or noticed Like in them. the wild. Yeah, out in the uh, wild. Two of them this weekend. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a pretty sweet figure. It's yep. basically the only good one from the Armada line was the Unicron. Yeah, and each time it was like, is that you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So, weird. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's the dog days of summer, man. It sure is. We should be watching more movies, but you guys were off playing pinball and shit. So. We were. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had a great time. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Anybody write us or send us anything? Nah. Okay. I think we got we got a couple things, but we'll save them for next time. Okay. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Mailbox is locked, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. <laughs> Don't bother writing. Hey, no, no, you can write. I'll be in the mood next week. <laughs> When we have three hundred things yeah. to talk about, we'll yeah, all. Yeah, I'm been, just gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna save them up like a male camel. A male camel, like just, is just that hang M- on to M- it. M- like a, M-A-I-L. like or, a U.S. male camel, or yeah, yeah. Oh. You just you got to store it up in your hump, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, now it's time, and then the hump bursts up, and there's mail. Yeah, and then you spit. Yeah, that's you that spit. pretty much describes it. <laughs> the hump bursts up. That that is mail. our that is our mail process here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're like a camel, double humping to please. Yes. All of those things. I believe that's true. But if you want to fill up the hump, how, oh, would, how would they do that, BJ? I don't know if I want to participate in this. But, yeah, you do. Get uh, in here. BMF at com. Fill up that male hump. 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Or this go is... to the website and click on all the buttons and <laughs> get humped. Yeah. Click on our humps. Our yeah. humps. Our lovely, lovely BMFcast humps. humps. Let's just call the mail corner that now. <laughs> the mail hump. Mail hump. <laughs> we usually do it on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. hump, mm-hmm. Day. hump day. Hump day. Now we've been sued. 
By who? <laughs> Whoever the hump no day No one owns people. that. Nobody owns the hump we day. did it in a manner reflective of that. It's fair use. Of what? Of the Geico commercial? Yeah, sure. Oh, what? <laughs> Podcasting is so easy, even a caveman can do it. Mm. Oh. See, now we're going to get fucking sued. Now Thanks. We're... Good job. Call 9105-JOCKS-BMF to save 15% on your podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yes, they will. They actually will. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unless they're on Patreon, <laughs> and then well, you no, can you can increase price your on Patreon. Yeah, you can increase your uh, your spending on on podcasts if you go to patreoncom bmfcast and give us your money <laughs> and get things in return. Yes, always got to add that disclaimer. <laughs> Bonus podcasts, early access shows. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so much stuff! Exclusive Discord area, a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should get in the exclusive Discord area. <laughs> The Swanky Discord and, Lounge. Yeah. yeah. Swanky Patron Lounge. Good in, the in there. And one day, one day, our our upgrade will show up. One day. The thing that we've the, been the teasing we for teased. 65 months now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I switched jobs. I could no longer work on the I know. thing. I know. But I think I, I have some methods to uh, add to that. Mm. Excellent. So anyway. Yep. So there you go. Cool. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. See you next week. Give us money. Patreon.com slash Bamfcast. The two things all the cool kids are doing in 2018 uh-huh. are eating ass and donating to Patreon. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash